Hello to everybody listening. My name is Rocco Taraborelli, and I am joined by my good friends Anthony McCullough and Dan Palmieri. Together, we make up JMJ Missions, which uh, is an evangelical-based ministry. Uh, you could find us on a multitude of social media platforms, including Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok. We have a website, jmjmissions.com, and we've done a number of podcasts uh, previously, which you could also find on Apple, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Just type in JMJ Missions on those platforms, and you will find us. Uh, we are actually joined by a guest tonight, none other than my younger brother, Vince. Uh, Vincent Taraborelli is with us tonight. Thank you for being here, Vince. It's my pleasure. Thank you guys for having me. And on this podcast this evening, uh, we're going to be covering a variety of topics, um, including such themes as uh, perseverance, uh, determination, confidence, uh, discouragement, and trying to be resilient through all of that. These are themes that are very relevant to Vince's life. Uh, I know they're very relevant to my life. I'm sure you guys as well. And I'm sure a number uh, of you folks listening, it's relevant to your lives as well. So uh, we are very inspired by Vince's story and his testimony. And I'm sure he's very excited to, to share uh, all that he's been through, his, his struggles as well as his successes. So we're going to pause for a brief moment for our intro song. And we'll be back momentarily. Good song. I like the song. No, I can't hear it right now. Vince, can you hear it? I can hear it. Is that good? Okay, welcome back, everybody. So we always start our podcasts uh, with a little uh, warm-up conversation, uh, which Anthony usually takes the reins on. He's very good at uh, leading these sort of discussions. So I'm going to turn it over to Anthony. He's going to ask us a question, and we're going to start it off very casually and informally. Thanks. So I have two questions in mind. So I figured I would ask you guys what your preference was. One question is about video games, or the other question is about the shore. Which one would you guys like to me to ask you? I'm thinking sure. I'm thinking, I'm thinking summer sure. Is really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sure. Summer is on the yeah. summer's right around Man. the corner. Why, so what I was your what was good, your that's a good preference? Topic. I was I was hoping for video games. I was really? going to ask you guys what your all time favorite video game was, but I mean, I, hey, I guess we can't talk about that now. So fine, <laughs> fine. I'll ask the sure question. It's still a good question. So my sure question is, what is your all time favorite thing to do down the shore? Now, like growing up, you guys went down the shore all the time. Yeah. I think your parents oh, yeah. had a house from when you were yeah. very young. And we would always go with you, like Dan and I and our other friend Ryan oh, yeah. would go. And we just had so much fun. So I want to start with Vince. Vince, what's your favorite thing to do? You're down the shore. Let's say it's a Friday night. You're done work for the week. Oh, what do you love to do on a, on a Friday night down nice the shore? Friday night, I usually I like to take a nice ride down with the sunset and, you know, get down to the shore and then take a nice shower and put a nice outfit on and head out to, the, to a nice dinner, sit at the bar, you know, <laughs> have a nice meal. You know, and then take a walk. You know, the moon's coming out. You're, you know, walking by the bay. You know, the moonlight's hitting the water. It's so peaceful. That's my therapy right there. It's oh, just yeah. so peaceful. I love that. Yeah, and what shore are you guys at now? Where's your house now? Uh, we're down in Longport right now. And uh, those of you unfamiliar with Longport, it is right outside of Margate and Ventnor. And um, it's my favorite shore point. It's just, it's very clean. It's very, you know, well-kept. It's very nice, the community. The people in there are really well you know, they're nice and stuff like that. So that's 
So are you a beach goer, Vince, or not really? Of course. I love the beach. As soon as I wake up, say it's a Sunday morning, if it's, you know, 75, 80 degrees, and it's like 10, 11 o'clock, that's the first first thing I'm going to hit is Wawa to go get a coffee, and then I'm going to hit the beach. <laughs> nice. And then just relax and sit it's on the a beach whole all day. It's a whole yeah. system, right? Yep. It's, yeah. a, it's, it's a whole a, system. And if Wawa's not part of it, it is not a system. True. <laughs> so, Rock, I'll keep it in the family. What's your favorite thing to do down the I shore? I definitely second Vince. I, I just love being down the shore and the salt air, especially around uh, five, six o'clock, uh, getting a nice shower, getting all dressed up, going to a nice dinner. There's just something uh, about that. Um, me and my family, me and Vince, we joke about that all the time. We just, <laughs> we just love doing that. And like Vince said, walking by the bay too. It's very peaceful. I've done it a lot this past summer, and I can't wait to get down the shore again to do that. So I have two comments on that. Um, first. You might think it sounds weird, like, oh, like getting dressed up, going out to eat. But that whole deal might have saved your soul yes. back before our conversions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know if you want to explain yourself. So Just a quick, I, a quick tidbit. I was very obsessed with being Italian. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure if you guys know, but me and my brother were full Italian. We're Sicilian, Nabladon, and from Abruzzi as well. So we're full, we're full Italian. And uh, I went through a phase when I was like probably 16, 17 years old, where I was just obsessed with looking Italian, nice uh, sweaters, nice face. nice pressed <laughs> slacks, uh, combing my hair back. Looked like a mobster. And, like a mobster. <laughs> and, you, you know, you, you think of those those old gangster films like The Godfather or whatever, there's always church in there. And I actually tried living like a mobster, like a gangster. And I felt like I had to live the life to look good, to eat good, but then to also go to church. So... God actually used my desire to be, or to dress like like a mobster, uh, which would ultimately lead later to my conversion. But those were the underpinnings of my faith: is dressing up like a, like a gangster and going to mass to worship him. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we met the priest that caused our conversion. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty amazing. And the one other thing that I thought of, and Vince, to hightail on something you just said, that wonder and awe factor. Uh, the thing that I love most about the the shore first off is just to hang out with family i think um when i'm just like with my family we're hanging out there's nothing we don't have work the next day everyone's just spending time together i love that um so my favorite shore points are lbi ocean city sea isle um but um oh also macamancos or manco amanco pizza i should say mm-hmm. definitely a amazing part of the shore experience in ocean city at least but the wonder and all factor that i really am into is that um vince you said taking a walk and you feel peace when you're taking that walk. You know, it's almost like you're connecting with God. You know, maybe it's after right. dinner, you had, you had yep. a great day that day. And for me, one of the greatest ways that I've ever, I've ever experienced God in my life, um, and this is one of the few times I experienced him before my conversion as a teenager, as a 17, 16, 18-year-old, would be um, looking at the beach at night. I don't know why, but every single time, especially before I was I was fully into my faith, I would go to the shore I would just stare at the beach, and you have the moon setting over the. That's so beautiful. Know, the moon yeah. as the moon set. Well, you have, you have the moon. It does. The moon's, yeah, not when we always back, expect that it does. Backdrop. It does at different times throughout the day, but yeah, it does. Anthony's a meteorologist, so <laughs> yeah, it's good to have him on here. People think things. it comes up when the sun goes down, but it doesn't always work like that. <laughs> interesting. That's so interesting. Um, yeah. So, like looking at the the ocean uh, with the moonlight, um, I have experience god probably like i said that 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 may have been a big factor in 
planting seeds before my conversion. Because, you know, before you're into your faith, you have a few different little times where, like, you you kind of feel God here and there. We don't really think about it too much. One of those times, I remember Rocco was actually your shore house, yeah, your, old, your yeah. old apartment, mm-hmm. which was on a high rise, and you'd yep. outlook over the ocean, and yep. me and you would talk about that. That was we the would. only time we ever talked about God before our conversions. Exactly. And I remember being out there specifically one night with the moonlit backdrop and, and the ocean. You know, it was a night. It was so peaceful. And it was the first time I ever heard the phrase. We were having like a deep discussion about the faith. It's the first time I ever heard the phrase, which you told me, God giveth, God taketh away. And I was like floored by that. I never, I had never heard that before. I, I probably didn't even know what it away. meant. <laughs> <laughs> I probably thought it just sounded good. That was, I was about, maybe we were 15 or 16 when we had that conversation. First time I ever wow. heard that. So, Good stuff. That's one. That's wonder and all, one of the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Anton is all about that as a confirmation speaker. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Given that talk many times. Well, again, are you guys going to ask me or do I have to ask myself? It's you a pattern ask, now. You have to ask yourself. That's fine. Yeah. I'm not going to ask myself. I'm going to respect myself more than that. <laughs> but my favorite thing to do down the shore is my family, my aunt, has a house in Avalon. So if you saw our drone video that we made, that's pretty much where I kind of base that from. And what I like to do when I'm down there is just kind of sit on the deck and just relax and just stare at the bay. And then I'll also hop on the paddleboard and just go out there and just be one like with the water. That sounds really new agey. Trust me, I'm not new agey. <laughs> but I just really just like going out there and just, you know, just floating around just seeing like where the current takes me and also just being with my family like i love having dinner down there with my family because all we do is we make fun of each other like so if you open our your mouth at dinner time you better have something good to say or you're gonna get made fun of and that's just the way it is but like i i enjoy that pressure i thrive in it yeah, <laughs> yeah. i'm sure you're good at it too because you're very quick-witted oh yeah yeah, yeah it so comes sure out you excel comes out that. full blast then <laughs> All right, guys. So we're gonna uh, proceed uh, with with Vince tonight and the story, the stories that he has for us. Um, we're gonna start off by having Vince uh, share a little bit about himself. Can you share the audience a little bit about yourself, Vince, um, and your background and what you're doing now with your life? So, so yeah. Can, so yeah. so right now I am currently a barber. Um, I have my own studio, and um, it is it is a real blessing. I have been cutting hair going on. 12 years and I believe it was my God-given gift I found that passion at 15 years old and I fell in love with it and it's just something that I really wanted to pursue and take very seriously and I'm the type of person when I put my mind to something I I make sure it's accomplished that's just the way I've always been my whole life and I currently love what I do I'm blessed I have a great clientele um, a supportive friend group family members and, and everything like that yeah. And um, it, it is a real blessing. So um, let me rewind you guys back a little bit in my earlier life. So in my earlier life, it was a little hard for me. Um, growing up in school, uh, I, I was never the popular kid, right? Um, I dealt with a lot of insecurities. Um, I, I dealt with uh, self-esteem issues. Um, I, 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 like I said, I have very low confidence. Um, I was even bullied. Uh, throughout elementary school, middle school, specifically grades six through eight were my toughest years. Um, I wasn't the best looking, you know, I was the short kid. I was the fat kid. Uh, I had a hairline that grew on my forehead. I had braces, acne, all that kind of stuff. 
Um, I, like I said, I just dealt with those insecurities and I was always an easy target because I was always a nice guy, you know, this and that. And people saw that and, and took it as weakness and took advantage of me. And um, I've been in a lot of physical altercations throughout school, a lot of fights and stuff like that, that I've never started. It just, you know, it just happened because like I said, right. I was always the easy target. And um, I, I remember like just fighting with my mom and dad about staying home from school and I didn't want to go because I didn't feel like dealing with all that. It was just very humiliating. It's very discouraging, especially at yeah. that sensitive age yeah. to, and to be subject to th that kind of criticism exactly. and rejection. Yeah, I totally, totally agree. I mean, like I had no confidence whatsoever with talking to women. Every girl I liked just totally <laughs> shut me down, you know? It's, if it makes you feel any better, that was... I think probably almost everybody in middle <laughs> That's school. Probably everybody in middle school. <laughs> I could yeah. talk to a tree in middle and, school. Oh so. yeah, and and not only that, but like I didn't really have any gifts. Like there wasn't really nothing that I felt confident about. I I had no, you know, I sucked at sports. You know, I loved sports. I loved playing basketball, and 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 I would say I was decent at basketball, but like. You know, I, I, I never had something to feel confident about. I never was good at anything. You know, like I said, I just I just felt so low. I felt so low of myself and stuff like that. So when I would go talk to a girl or, you know, try to make friends with the cool kids, like I was always shy and nervous and just had no confidence whatsoever. Right. You right. know? Yeah, it was it was hard for you to, to navigate through all of that. Yeah. You know, with with all those rejections that that you faced and, and just constantly being bullied by people. Uh, it gives you no confidence to approach anyone and try to become friends with them or have yeah, a conversation exactly. with them. And do you have anything to, to add to that? Oh, yeah, that's definitely something I experienced, too. Um, but, Vince, one thing I, I kind of admire about, about you is because you kind of went through those hardships, like when that happens to people, they can go one of two directions. They can either learn from it, adapt, and overcome, or they can get really bitter and like kind of hate the world and, and get really upset. But that's not what you did. You You found some passions, even during that time, so I know you said that you felt like you weren't confident in anything, but I remember you then because we've I've known Vince since he was three. Uh, I met you when you were a three. A long time ago, yeah. yeah. So Vince, in, in sixth to eighth grade, I remember that's when you picked up guitar, and that's when you also picked up skateboarding. Oh, and you yeah. were really good at it. Yep. Like you would yeah. just, I remember you. And I actually your, forgot about that. Yeah. You actually, you, those. Uh, I will say, yeah, those were the yeah. two things I felt like I was passionate with then, and that I was good at then. Right. Thanks for reminding me that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no problem. So Vince, even back then, like when you found something that you liked and you were interested in it, you excelled. Like I've never seen you not excel in something. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, so a lot. it was it was nice to see you discover your true passion, which is barbering, and and channel your your motivation and drive to to succeed towards that and we see we see the fruits of it to this day i mean you have your own shop you have a full book every week i have to as your brother book you two to three weeks in advance yeah i do a know? couple months in advance we all respect five you weeks that. in advance i gotta mm -hmm. do it four weeks now. yeah yeah which is a good problem for vince to have kind of a crappy problem for us to have yeah. but you know <laughs> um but i gotta say one thing about that and to put a spiritual twist on this is that you know you struggle with the insecurities and with the discouragement you know but you're we all are a testament, but in, in this particular story, Vince is a testament that God has given every single person, sometimes one, sometimes a few really important gifts, whether it's in personality, whether it's in a skill, a trade. And when we feel discouraged, it's like our souls shut down. It's like we go into a cave and we and we don't we might not even know that those diamonds are there I totally within our agree souls. With that. Yeah. And so my that's why I think it's so important for everyone to get their identity from God. Because when you know that God loves you and you're not so worried about what everybody else thinks, you have a little more security inside your soul. And then as you grow, and this is maybe particularly for teenagers, 
um, you start to realize those gifts because you don't think of yourself in such a low way. So the little spark can can kind of bloom in that environment with your soul. Mm -hmm. But if you if you don't have God or you're relying on other people to get your identity, then of course you're it's you're, you're going to be sad all the time because it's hard with people's approval. It's really hard, especially when uh, when you're a kid. It's really tough. People are really kids are really immature. Middle school, first oh, few years of terrible. high school. Oh. So finding finding the Lord and getting your identity from Him, I think, is what is going to help every single person, all of our listeners, for their their talents to bloom. Whether you know what your talent is already or you don't, um, it's going to bloom even more. Um, so I agree with that. Um, it's just yeah. So it's so important to fight discouragement. We have to always fight discouragement. Yeah, exactly. And, and Vince, we we all noticed that, especially um, in in 2015, being bullied about your weight, um, as I'm sure a number of people can relate to, it's a very hard thing to go through, and and the 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 weight of the discouragement of mm. that is very crushing and, and weighty. Oh yeah, I've been how did humiliated. You per, oh. How did you persevere through all of that? Because I remember in 2015, you just totally. Like you turned it into motivation and you just totally like transformed your body. You were cut. You were going to the gym all the time. Not only were you like you were physically and mentally and emotionally disciplined. Like there were so many good fruits that came out of such horrible experiences in school, like with regards to your physical appearance. Right. And it's funny you mentioned that because I think if it wasn't for all that humiliation and all that bullying... I yeah. probably wouldn't have done all that because that's what gave me the motivation to do it because I'm the type of person when you want to stomp on me and bash me and bring me down, I'm not just going to submit to that. I'm yeah. going to get up and I'm going to prove you wrong. Yeah. That's how I am, you know, and, exactly. and I used all that and took it as motivation. Yeah. And and just wanted to dominate and prove people wrong <laughs> because very, I very wanted inspiring. Be, and and yeah. I will say so I remember back in 8th grade um, that was a tough year for me. Uh, I made the decision to lose 30 pounds. Mm -hmm. So what I started doing was I said, you know what? I'm losing this weight. I'm tired of being overweight. I'm, t I'm sick of getting bullied. I lost 30 pounds that summer and wow. I went on a strict diet. I, I made some lifestyle changes. Um, I don't know if you guys remember this, but I used to, I was always inspired by the Rocky movies and all that stuff. Sure. So I used to yeah. dress up like Rock out, wear a hoodie, uh, the hat, all the clothes he mm -hmm. wore. I would go out running around the block in the middle of June, 80 degree day, bundled up just yeah, to sweat, that's hard to do. you know, right. just, just to get that sweat going, just to, you know, just, just to feel good. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I would go home and then I would do push ups and sit ups and lift. Mm -hmm. And I was so dedicated to it because I was obsessed with that end goal. And I kept yeah. visioning that end goal and the summer. So going into my freshman year, I had accomplished that goal. When I lost 30 pounds, I went into high school looking like a different person, <laughs> nice. you know, That's and awesome. then my skin that, got Vince. better. Uh, you know, um, my appear, my style improved, you know, right. stuff like that. So when I hit my freshman year, things really mm -hmm. started to improve. Um, I felt more accepted because I looked better, mm -hmm. and that right. naturally gave me more confidence. Gotcha. You know, when I would talk to girls or friends, like stuff like that. Like I just felt better about myself. A total transformation than what I was in middle school. Yeah. You know, so freshman year was a lot better. Uh, sophomore year was a lot better. And it was that summer of my sophomore year going into my junior year, junior year where my life changed. Mm -hmm. That summer is where I found my passion for cutting hair. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I found that passion because um, 
I used to go to the hair cuttery and really didn't care about how my hair looked. My mom would just take me and my brother and just tell the, and she's told me, uh, this is a true story. She, uh, went to ShopRite and she had dropped me off at the hair cuttery and said, tell the lady that you want a two and a half on the sides and a scissor cut on top. I'm going to run the shop right. I'll be right back. I said, okay, no problem. So I go sit down in the chair. I tell the lady, I'll take a two and a half. So she just gave me a two and a half and buzzed my head. I forgot to say scissor cut. Oh, no. I, I totally forgot. And then when I looked in the mirror, my heart dropped. And I said, what is this? She says, oh, you said two and a half. I said, oh, well, I didn't want it this short. She says, well, that's a two and a half. That's not her fault. Oh, yeah. You know? She said, I'm over here arguing. You know? uh, yeah, you know. So, so I remember I was like, I said, are you kidding me? I looked bald. And I was so embarrassed to even show my friends this and that i remember going home that day taking my hat off my friends saw my hair and they were laughing at me <laughs> they were like oh my god what happened to your hair this and that now <laughs> i had i wore a hat until it grew back but i remember uh one of my close friends and you guys know him as well our friend kyle murray yeah um yeah. you know ca- what a character he was you know still is to this day Gr- great friend of mine um he saw my hair and just was joking at it, laughing at it. He says, what, what happened to your head? This and that. He's like, Vin, you're coming to my barber next time you get a haircut, okay? So I didn't even wait till my next haircut. He actually ended up taking me because it was so bad. He took me to his barber to fix it. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. So he says, Vin, we're going to go see my buddy Mike. You know, he cuts hair in a shed, this and that. I'm thinking, what? <laughs> so so I, I said, all right, well, anything but this. If he could fix this, then, then that's perfect. So he takes me to this guy, Mike. I sit in this shed. I'm getting a haircut on a, on, a, on a metal foldable chair, this and that. No mirror in front of me. I don't know what's going on. He's just got trimmers on my head. So then all I remember was after he got done, he hands me the mirror, and I look in the mirror, and I was blown away because I never saw something that good on my head. Yeah. It was a masterpiece. It was the best haircut instantly I've ever had. And the feeling I felt was like, literally God placing that passion into my heart at that very moment. Cause I was so inspired by that image. I was yeah. like, wow, I, I want this all the time. Like, this is incredible. It yeah. inspired me so much. And then I just remember after that, like I thanked Kyle for that. I said, like, Oh, I can't thank you enough for taking me to this guy. My hair looks like amazing. I felt way more confident. I felt so good. It, clothes look better on me everything that haircut like i feel like gave me so much confidence and changed my life and then i would always say kyle and beg him yeah i would always tell him yo when we get in a haircut again i can't wait to go this <laughs> and that yo did you make appointments yet can we go see him he's like i'm working on it all right but i just wanted that all the time mm-hmm. and that's what drove me to really like f- have that love with cutting hair because yeah. i remember the times that I couldn't go to Mike, you know, I would buy clippers and stuff from, you know, Target or whatever and just try to go over, you know, the outline when it would grow back. And I would keep messing it up and then he would have to keep fixing it, this and that. And then it got to a point where, like, I remember I wasn't driving at the time. You know, he was about 25, 30 minutes away. He was a little far to get to. So I tried other barbers in the area to for, for them to try to get the haircut like how he did. And unfortunately, they didn't do the job that I was used to. So... That motivated me to say, you know what, I, I bet you I can do this on my own head because I, I always had a passion for art and drawing and stuff like that. So that's when I begged my mom at 15 years old. I got off the school bus. I said, Mom, can we go to Target? I want to buy a pair of clippers. She says, no. You know, she turned that down. She says, they'll be under the bed. You know, you're not going to use. So I, I begged her. 
and and forced her and 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 then she ends up taking me just to shut me up and then i go into i buy these wall 20 clippers and it came with a trimmer and all that i go in my basement that day i got home that very day put a trash bag around my neck had a mirror on the wall <laughs> very creative <laughs> and and then and then went right to work and then wow. just started cutting my hair did not did not know what i was doing <laughs> at all i was just taking a shot cut my hair outlined it messed it all up long story short Every time it would grow back, I would try again and then try again. Now it became a challenge, and I wanted to accomplish it. So that's what happened. So then after all that practice and repetition, I got to the point where I was cutting my hair almost like Mike. Almost. It was pretty close. It got to a point where I was getting compliments on my own hair. And people wanted to know where I was getting my hair cut. I said, I do it myself. You know, and then I remember it was very hard to get people to trust me at first. So like, especially me. yeah, especially like yeah, you yeah. guys, it was sure. very hard to get anybody. Um, my first client was one of my, my buddies, my best friend, Kevin at the time. Uh, he was the one that saw that, that vision in me and stuff like that. He gave me the opportunity to cut his hair. So I, he was the very first person I put clippers on. So I cut his hair, messed that up, you know, this and that pretty much in the beginning, everybody that sat in my chair, I messed up. And that really like was hard on my confidence because it's not easy when se- someone says, yeah, you messed me up. What is this? You know, this and so I just kept practicing and practicing and practicing. And I took that uh, discouragement that I was getting back from people when I would mess them up. And it reminded me of when I got bullied in school, you oh, know, okay, and I remember yeah. how I took that and. Uh, and use it as motivation. That's the same thing I did when people would tell me you messed my hair up. I would use it as motivation to get better because eventually I want somebody to say this is the best haircut I ever got, you know? Yeah. And through all that practice and studying and repetition, I was so passionate. I, I, I studied videos day in and day out. I did whatever I had to do to get to where I wanted to get to. Fast forward 12 years later, I've, I've gotten to where I wanted to get to. I got my own studio, my own clientele, and people only trust me with their head. Yeah. And... Safe to say, I took all that discouragement and used it as motivation still to this day. Now, you were 15 when you started this? 15. 15. So that's, first off, that's incredible that you were 15 when you started this. But where my theological mind is going with all this is, like, what got you to this point, what, in, what encouraged that passion in you was a mistake. Yeah. Right? Something yeah. negative happened to you. Something negative happened. Like, your, yeah. your hair got cut all weird because you described the wrong clipper size because yeah. you got the size and the top messed up and then knowing that like god used that to instill this passion in you so my thought is this exactly that makes that makes perfect sense this is exactly how god thinks yeah. like he took he took death which adam and eve caused you know, we all to die like, like that's that's rough you know what i mean yeah uh and he used that to save us you know what i mean so he sees all the negative things uses that and brings positives out of it same exact thing with you mistake on your head you're all upset you're all discouraged all of a sudden there's a passion instilled in you and now uh, wh- where are you now Vince what's going on with you with your what's with everything right now um right now um I, I I'm gonna just say I, I'm a totally different person than I was when I was a teenager you know um and and not to brag on myself by any means but right now I feel totally 100% confident in the person I am and I feel respected by people um it's it's and it's a real blessing and I feel like nothing can 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 bring me down or stop me from getting to the next levels I want to get to in my life. And right now you have your own shop. Right now I have yeah. my own shop, you know, and I and and I I plan to do a lot more in the future um, with those gifts that God gave me, and um, I, I'm I'm going to use all that what like when I said when I was a kid all that discouragement I got and turned it into motivation. Anytime I ever get knocked down or discouraged in my life, I just think back to my roots. 
And I just always use that as motivation. So God right, allowed those experiences and, and God, in your life to, for you to become a stronger yeah, person. You I, see and the and, and I feel like day. that was all on purpose yeah. because now I got to a point where I've been beaten down so many times through low confidence, self-esteem, uh, all that kind of stuff. Like, I feel like I've already had all those, you know, going through rejections and all this kind of stuff that it made me so much stronger. Now that doesn't bother me at all. Rejection does not bother me. Nothing. Like, I, I feel complete and strong as a man. Oh, yeah, Vince, you know? that, that's just really inspiring. And I think it's just really cool how you said rejection doesn't bother you because that's something that a lot of people struggle with. Yeah, Going absolutely. through rejection and, like, and again, Vince, you've actually inspired me a lot. Like, uh, we've talked a lot uh, for the past year, I think. You know, like you and I have gotten like like closer than, than we've been. And because Vince, whenever you cut my hair, it's it's almost like therapy. Yeah. You know, like I like I'll tell you about <laughs> yeah. like my life. You tell me about yours. And Vince, like I'm always impressed whenever you tell me like how when you're going through something, how like your instinct is to just run to God. And how like yeah. you told me about yeah. how like one night you went to like Philadelphia and like. Obviously, you don't have to give the details of, of, like, the thing you were going through. But, like, can you tell us about, like, maybe that night or, or what you do with the Bay? Like, either yeah. one. Like, when, either when you went to Philadelphia or when you go to the Bay. Or sometimes pray. go into St. Charles, Barameo. I know you like to sit in the courtyard yes. there. Yeah, it's just like, how does that make you feel, like, so, like when you run to God? So, when, when, when I feel something, you know, in my life that's, you know, maybe got me a little emotional, a little upset, something that I have no control over, and I f- just feel completely you know, empty inside or just whatever's bothering me. Um, I like to go talk to God directly. And I talk to God exactly how like I'm talking to you guys. Mm-hmm. Like he's in the That's room. That's how he would you know? want us to talk. Like, to so yeah. I prefer to, what I'll usually do is on Sundays or any day that I'm off that I get a chance to, if I feel that urge to want to go talk to God, I will go to the church by myself, specifically at the St. Charles Courtyard. I love it there. It's so peaceful and so beautiful. And I'll go when there's no one there and I'll sit on the bench and look at that statue of Christ and just open up my heart and pray. And Very I let nice. it all out. And, and he hears me and, and I feel like he's in the room listening. And when I leave, I feel like a totally different person. And it just helps because I know he's got it. Very you know, nice. I know he's, it's taken care of whatever I don't have, whatever I have control over, I'm going to do myself. Whatever I don't have control over, I'm going to let him do his work. And that's, that's perfect and, advice. And, and, and that, that's how that I do That sounds it. like saintly advice. Yeah. And, 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 yeah. and I can do the best I can do with myself. Like I have control with my weight loss. I have control with my finances, my business. I have control with that because that's up to me. What's not up to me is up to God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I forget sure. what saint said it, but didn't the saint say, work as if everything depended on you, pray as if everything depended on God? Yeah. I, yeah. Think, I think it was St. Augustine, I think, but I'm not totally sure. That's exactly <laughs> that's what, what he Vince said. is doing. Absolutely. Yep. Vince, in your, in your struggles and experiences with, with discouragement and being victorious in a, in a lot of ways through all of that, uh, what would you what would you say to to someone that is really struggling with discouragement, you know, in their own life currently right now, specifically in their own craft, like in their own field, like they come up to you and say, "I'm just feel very discouraged. I feel like giving up. I'm not making any progress. Uh, I want more right now. It's just not happening." Uh, having a 12 year experience cutting hair, I'm sure you could speak a load on that. So, what would you say to someone that just wants to? give up in their own passion or field. So rule number one is to never give up. If you have passion in something and um, 
you feel determined to accomplish your goals, you have to stick to that and never give up. And you are going to get those times where you feel discouraged and want to give up. Everybody has that. That's just natural. It's totally right. normal. It happened to me. It's going to happen to all of you guys. It happens to everybody that wants to accomplish something. We hit that rock bottom feeling where everything I'm doing is not working. It's not paying off. What am I doing? Like, why is this happening? When you feel like you want to quit, think about why you started. Right. That's and just great. That's, that's, that's the best awesome advice I, I can give. Yep. Think about remember why, why you, started. you yep. started. What inspires you to start? And just keep thinking about that every time you feel like you want to quit. Because the things with the thing about quitting and giving up is that's all patience. If you want to be successful in life, you have to have patience because nothing happens overnight. Right. And it's important to have those patience and still have that. And, and you got to have discipline. You know, you yep. got to have patience and discipline and a good work ethic. Yep. And if you have patience, discipline and a good work ethic, you're going to be unstoppable. Yeah. And and with as far as being discouraged, if you're doing things that aren't good enough, that aren't pleasing people, you just got to hone in on your craft and practice your skills, whether you play a sport, Mm -hmm. you know, if you want to go to college and, you know, for example, play basketball or baseball and you're getting discouraged because you feel like you're not good enough and you won't make it. The best thing you can do is look at your favorite athlete as a role model, whoever that may be. Right. And 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 just do what they did. You know, and just whoever you look up to, look up to your role model and to give you to help push you through those times of discouragement and stuff like that. And if it's something that you lack skill wise, that you have a passion for, you just have to continue to get better. And like I said, you're going to get the discouragement with that because you're going to mess up. Things are going to go wrong. You're going to embarrass yourself. But that's all what should be making you stronger, you know, absolutely. and just know, keep telling yourself, I will get there. You just can't give up and you got to have patience. Okay. And a good work ethic and, 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 and have that discipline. So, uh, what really interesting thing is that God often uses the practical to get at the spiritual. So like the entire old Testament, the entire story of the Israelites is like them fighting actual battles, like wars and like getting their butts kicked most of the time, but sometimes persevering and winning battles. And that was all a spiritual lesson for the inside, for us against demons. And I think this is a perfect example, right. Vince. Like, you are, like, talking to you helps us understand the human potential that God gives us. God has given every single person such potential, some spiritual gift on the inside that we need to hone in on, right? right? Whether it's whether it's a spiritual gift that's, like, directly related to, to God or it's a practical gift in serving others, serving the world as you do uh, as a barber with your craft. But we have to not let discouragement get the best of us. We have to go to God when we start to feel discouraged, we have to get that encouragement from him, keep persevering, and you know God has made every single person to offer something beautiful to this world. I totally agree with that, yeah, Dan. That absolutely. Is, so I always say, you know, God didn't create a single soul without get, giving them a gift at birth. Yeah. Everybody, Ooh. we all have a gift. Yeah. It's just our job to identify that gift. Absolutely. And I always heard from one of my biggest mentors, uh, Steve Harvey. I absolutely love this guy. He the speaks. guy from from Family Feud. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, he's so so. He so, actually has been through a number of spiritual. So experiences he's actually, um, you know, a lot of people look at him success. as the talk show host, Family Feud, the stand up comedian. But Steve Harvey actually had a very rough past. He was broke. Um, he lived in a car for three years. Um, he, he he his gift was telling jokes. And I mean, you can you, on YouTube, you can YouTube all this stuff, Google, read about it. Uh, he's one of my biggest mentors. And he always says, um, 
the way to identify your gift is to do what you do best with the least amount of effort. And yeah. and, and I think hmm. that's very deep. And I love that. that. Is, yeah. And he always says, God didn't create a single soul without giving him a gift at mm-hmm. birth. And, and that's so true. We all have a gift within us, you know? It doesn't matter what that gift is. It could be something silly. It does. You could cut grass really good. It, that's <laughs> yeah, a gift. Yeah. It's a it, it's whatever true. you do. Yeah. Go, you know, some whatever comes natural to you that you're good at. That's your gift. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, and many times we have to tell other people what their gifts are. Yeah, like we should tell our and, friends what they're really good at. Like, mm-hmm. don't think like, oh no, like like we're dudes. Yeah. Like we don't yeah. tell each other what the other person is good at. But of like, course. no, like if you if Dan, if I see you doing well in something, like I'm going to tell you. It's like we have to do that for each other. Complimenting people, as long as it's sincere, is one of the greatest things you can do to kind of hype somebody up about not you not about themselves because you know it's never about us. We we got to be humble, give all the credit to God, but to remind them, as you said, Ant, that like God has given them a gift and they got to use it. In fact, we're obliged to use it. Like if we yeah. don't use that gift in service to other people to offer this world something, regardless of what it is, it's probably not God's will. Like God wants us to offer something to this world. Cause that's a beautiful way to live your life. And he wants us to go to him if we're discouraged so we can get that energy back to know that he's taking care of things. He loves us. He's got a plan and whatever is discouraging us, you know, just give it over. Vince, I love what you said about going to the, going to the courtyard. It's oh, yeah. like, give it over to him. Then you get your encouragement back. You do. And you, and you get that little spark back inside that God has given you. And then you can reoffer that gift to the world, hone it on it, get better and better and better at it. And then eventually, even make a living. I mean, like, eventually you want to, um, if, if, if God willing, sometime, sometime soon, you know what I mean? You have a family, something yeah. like that in the future. Like, this is all stuff that you can save up for now, you know, to take care of your family. Yeah, and, 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 and that's it. And, like, another thing with the, with the whole thing about finding your gift and stuff like that, like, I never knew when I was younger I was going to be a barber. But my gift I consider as being an artist. So that's the gift that he gave me because even when I was a kid, I loved to draw. Yeah. You know, I, know that. <laughs> I love the draw. I absolutely yeah. loved it. I loved using my hands. Yep. I was always creative. Mm-hmm. And then like you mentioned, that earlier, translates right? to your, to your life today pick, as a barber. Right. And, with, the, and then I picked know? up the guitar. Yep. Yeah. Which yep. is totally hands on. And, yep. and it's hands on and it's all art related. You know, the music is an art. Yeah. And then I used to love acting. I would do uh, plays in school and stuff like that. And that's an art that that's the, the entertainment industry, like all yeah. that kind of stuff. And then cutting hair is an art. But I was always an artist. Mm-hmm. You know, that's my gift. Uh, you know, cutting hair, being a barber is my gift. That's what I'm good at. That's what I do for a living. But that's in the family of art. Yeah. So. Right. And Vince, know. like, I'm really happy that you cut my hair. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> like I don't get hit on that much. But like, <laughs> but like when I do, it's like always one or two days after one of my haircuts from you. Like, it's never any other time. It's just like, it's really funny. And it's funny you said that, too, like, <laughs> because... What brings me true happiness um, is the difference I'm making in people's lives. Right. You know, when yeah. I give someone a haircut and then I get a text later that day or week or whatever it is saying, yo, I just got 10 compliments on my haircut or, yo, I just got this girl's number or whatever. <laughs> that makes me feel so good because I contributed to helping with that. Yeah. And I helped that person's life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's true. It's real. And, and, and that's yeah. what fulfills me. And it's important to know what you're doing and doing it for the right reasons, because you might have dreams and aspirations and, and all this kind of stuff, um, whatever it is. But my b- biggest advice is um, whatever you're doing, don't do it for the money. Don't do it uh, because you're not going to be happy with that. You got to do something that gives you purpose in life. 
yeah. right? What, yeah, what's that fulfillment? That you love. What's, yeah. exactly. what's what's that right. love? Like, mm-hmm. what 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 are you? Why are you doing what you are doing? You know, right? Um, it should never be about anything other than that. It should be what is your natural fulfillment? Would you do it for no money? Mm-hmm. Would right. you do it like that's how? I, that's what I believe is true happiness. That's a great way to put it. And my my students actually often ask me like, what's the difference between like a psychic and a, someone with a, has that spiritual gifts that like a Padre Pio type figure? And one of the number one things is someone with actual spiritual gifts from God will never charge money for it because yeah. you can't put a price tag on that stuff. You now, can't. of course, certain tasks, like, you have to. You have to make a living. Of course, you got to make a living. <laughs> but Don't in your heart. You always got to make a living, yeah. Yeah, but in your heart, exactly. you know, if I had all the money in the world, I would just give out haircuts because I love to do it. Right. You know, yeah. like, like, you know, like, but of course, yeah. you know, you got to make money. That's you know, so funny. You got to support your family and stuff like that. Support yourself. <laughs> But. Hey, Vince, you, you talk a lot about uh, having role models to, to look up to. You have a lot of mentors that influence you. And you say if you want to be the, the very best at your craft or your skill, then, then follow them and study them. Right. So if you want to be the, the, the best basketball player, you know, study. I remember, I remember in an interview one time, Kobe said uh, most people study at school or university i learned from the best yeah, you're right. and he studied right. michael jordan right. to a t and he mimicked michael jordan uh and emulated him in, in every way possible and he became yes. one of the best because he studied the you best so if you want to be an athlete you could study the best athlete if you want to be a musician you could study a great musician if you want to be a saint then read about the lives of the saints study their lives but if you want to i think if you want to be the holiest person that you could possibly be than follow Jesus Christ, who right. is the holiest person that ever walked this earth. Um, try to imitate him as best as you can. So, you know, you hear a lot about today in today's world, the term alpha male, right. alpha male, you know, it's a term we're all very familiar with. Yeah. Uh, a lot of, a lot of people put a lot of stock and emphasis, like, like into that and in into living up to an alpha male image. If, if you're a guy, uh, for me personally, I think the biggest alpha male that that I know <laughs> is the Lord Himself. I mean, He died oh, for course. me. <laughs> of course, I think uh, He came to He came He that. came to 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 teach us right. and to ultimately die for our salvation. Uh, if anyone is an alpha male, it, it, it's Him. And um, on that subject, who were who were some alpha males or role models <laughs> in your own life that you look up to, whether you know them personally or celebrities or anyone that inspires you and motivates you to become a better person? Oh, easily, without a doubt, I could say Michael Jordan. <laughs> okay, Kobe. and why, why, why that? Why Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant? Um, th- those those top two guys. And it has nothing to do with the fact that they won six championships, or while well, Michael winning five mm-hmm. and Kobe, rest in peace, winning five. Five. Um, Michael yeah. six, yeah. Kobe five. Yeah. yeah. And um, it, it it's their mindset. Yeah. You know, it's it was their mindset. It was Michael's mindset. He, and he says this in the last dance and all that. He was. It, it, he reminds me of myself when he would use his. Um, you know, people trying to attack him as motivation. Okay. Know? And 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 I absolutely love that. Yep. And he, just how your attacks. Yeah. You turned it into when you were younger, being bullied. You turned it into motivation. Yep. So you um, saw yourself in him. In a, I, I saw in like myself in him in a way, and um, I just loved his mindset. Like he wanted to be on top, and he didn't make excuses. He practiced and he dominated and became the best at his craft. Right. And and I, I just respect that so much. And Kobe saw that and he mastered Kobe and Kobe achieved that too, because Kobe as well had that mindset. 
it's I, all a mindset. Absolutely. Like, and I also, you know, I also know that Sylvester Stallone holds a very special place in, in your heart. He too, holds a very how he special. he transformed his life. Yes. And I was actually just going to say him next when yeah. you said that. Yeah. Um, I probably look up to Sylvester Stallone um, more than anybody. Mm-hmm. Just because those of you unfamiliar with Sylvester Stallone, uh, he was broke and um, he pretty much took a shot on himself and succeeded. And he wrote the script Rocky, took it to Hollywood. You know, they didn't want to use him. They wanted to use Burt Reynolds, mm-hmm. I believe. And Sylvester Stallone, and he needed money. He need, They offered him like $300,000 for that yeah, script. And he needed money. Huge. He was broke. He had to sell his dog. Couldn't yeah. afford to feed the dog. And that's the most sad thing I've ever heard in my life. And, 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 and <laughs> he horrible. turned, he said, I'm not selling you my script unless I play Rocky. Even though he needed that money, he stood by his principles. Yeah, absolutely. And, and he believed in himself. And that is the most ultimate alpha male yeah. mindset that you can have. And he, and he, he didn't care. He didn't submit to them. Yeah. He believed and in he himself. Made, he made it, yeah. He made it and, to the top. And, and I respect that so much. And now look at Sylvester Stallone today. Absolutely. You know, and, and he's like probably number one like, yeah. that I can look up to as a celebrity. Sure. You know, as yeah. A, yeah. As a mentor. Um, Cause he just totally, you know, accomplished life. I agree with all of that, Vince. How about, how about uh, Aunt Dan, any, anyone that has any figures like that, spiritual figures, whatever uh, that, that motivates you to be a, a better version of yourself so um spiritually of course rock you said it jesus um and there's a lot of saints like when you have a <laughs> to be a saint okay i'm i'm the first one to quote this okay so i'm gonna patent this first time i'm thinking about this to be a saint is to have a jordan mindset about god yes <laughs> i like that <laughs> to be a saint is to have mindset. a jordan mindset about god new jmj missions bio <laughs> oh yeah um, because you're not letting you, you get knocked down because you're gonna get knocked down since since Jordan was happened. knocked down on the piss by the Pistons. Jordan oh, was yeah. knocked down by the Pacers. Kobe was knocked <laughs> down, right? AI was knocked down many times because he was mm. tiny, right? <laughs> Allen Iverson, the people we grew up watching. But what I'm saying is, you get knocked down by sins, you get back up, you get to confession. You get knocked down by discouragement, you go to St. Charles like Vince de, uh, yep. does, and uh, you, you dump it your everything out to God. You get that encouragement back when you have a Jordan mindset about life and about god about your soul about heaven about love the love in your heart you start to become a saint um and so um i think of course jesus i think ignatius of Loyola, saint ignatius of Loyola, is a great saint who was like hardcore military style about being holy and uh, on a practical sense uh less spiritual sense teddy roosevelt because he was a workhorse he worked so so hard uh, he accomplished things and did more for the U.S. than me- most of the presidents could ever dream. Uh, and if you ever read biographies of him, he worked like a maniac. Now, of course, for me, for me, like you know, I want to make sure I'm there for my family and my. That's most important for you guys. And but to work like that for God, to work like Teddy Roosevelt and had to have a Jordan mindset for yeah. God. That's that's what <laughs> I pretty much as good. That's as what it you gets. got a gun for <laughs> exactly. How about you, Ant? Um, so I, I kind of have two people that I really look up to. Um, one would be obviously my favorite saint. One of them, St. Francis de Sales. So because he, I love reading his book, and he is so good at analogies, and that's the way my mind works. You know, many people learn in many different styles, but if you can explain something to me in a practical way and things that I can see and understand, like, I'm going to get it. And, like, that's what he did, and that's actually what I try to do for my students, um, which might be why I have a kind of a, a devotion to him, 
just the other day, one of my students said, Mr. McCullough, if you ever become a saint, you're going to be the saint of analogies. And I was like, that was really nice. So it's a cool compliment. Um, so outside of the spiritual, um, also just really, you know, like I look up to my dad a lot, especially now because he just, yeah. just takes care of my mom all the time with what she's going through. And it's just really inspiring. Um, but outside of that, athlete-wise, Chase Utley. Like I am wow. obsessed with Chase Utley. <laughs> and it's because not because he was an amazing athlete, but it's because everything he did he went 110%. It didn't matter if the Phillies were down 13 to nothing, which happened right. many times. They'd be down 13 to nothing. It'd be the bottom of the seventh inning, and he would hit a grounder, and he would run like his life depended on it. Like, he knew he was going to be out. Like, you don't beat these plays in the infield. Like, when it, when it hits, right. gets hit right to an infielder, like, you are out. So a lot of guys don't even run. But he would sprint. He looked like Usain Bolt running down the first <laughs> line, and I was just always so drawn to that. I just love that, like... I'm going to fight as hard as I can mentality. Philly grit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think it's because growing up, I was small. I was really short. I didn't grow until I was like a freshman. And when I was on my soccer team, you know, like I wasn't a starter because I was little. So I used to just go out there and run as fast as I could and like as hard as I could and played as hard as I could. And eventually I became a starter. So nice. I just really look up to him a lot. Awesome. Thank you guys for those responses. They're all awesome. Uh, we're going to be wrapping up. We're going to be wrapping up shortly. Uh, but Vince, uh, before we conclude here, I want to ask you, uh, what are your goals for your future with regards to barbering? Um, and where do you see yourself in like five or 10 years? So my, my long-term goals over the next couple of years is I'm currently working on building an online course right now. Okay. Um, teaching, basically sharing the gift God gave me and giving it back with the entire world. So I want to share my talents and what I know because I believe I have a lot of value to inspire other people's lives that wish to become a barber as well and accomplish the same goal. And like I said, I'm doing it for the same reason that I cut hair. I'm doing it to add value to other people's lives and, and give back. And um, I am strongly passionate about it. And just like I've accomplished everything else, I will accomplish this as well. And yeah. that's been my biggest focus over the past couple of months right now. And I'm just giving it everything I got. And I do believe that it will take off and it will be very successful. And with God and prayers and all that that I keep praying for, you know, I, I believe he's with me and he's going to help keep me motivated and guided. And this is a good thing to mention. There is going to be times of discouragement with that. And I am going to deal with it the same way I've dealt with my everything else in, in the past. Life. Yeah. You know, and I already know it's coming. There's going to be hard times. There might be failure, but I know I'll persevere through it. And I do see myself in my 30s, 40s, uh, a successful man with a loving family. I want a family that I can provide for. I want uh, children I can provide for comfortably. And I still want to be able to live a good, comfortable, healthy lifestyle. You know, yeah. I still want to take my trips to the shore and go to dinner and bring my family. And, right. you know, without having to worry about, you know, can I afford this? Is this too much? You know, I, I don't want that, that. I want peace of mind. And, and that's what's striving me to achieve that goal. Nice. You know, I just I, I want a comfortable life. I want a loving family yep. and I want to be financially free and I want to be in charge of my own life. Yeah. You know. And, and, and that's I trust, where I see I trust I that see you'll myself. get there with your determination, yeah. work ethic, all you've been through. Uh, do you, before we end, do you guys have anything else to say about anything in general about discouragement, dis determination, anything about these topics and themes we're covering tonight? No? Yeah, actually, I just want to say, Vince, like, just, just thanks for your example. 
yeah like both for your you, faith and and as a person too just because you are younger than me obviously because i was a lot older than you when i met you but i look up to you so i don't know i just want you to thank know you that. i really yeah. appreciate that yeah. that means so much you're my younger that, brother that really and i look means... up to you as well <laughs> yeah <laughs> so much we, we all do um and i i think for our listeners the the, the really important thing is that you know, there's all kinds of things that we have all persevered through and there's nothing like special. Of course, we're all special in God's eyes and all that, but like there's nothing specifically better about any of us. Um, and Vince, Vince's story, most of all, that what he was able to persevere through shows the human potential that God has given every person as long as we stay on that grind. That's so you know? true. And as long as it's a good intention, something you good and beautiful that you want to offer up to the, to the world and to, and to God, give back to him, then you stick with that because that's a good thing and that could be your calling in life. So, for everyone listening, um, you know, if, if Vince could do it and if we could do it, then so can you. Um, uh, absolutely. If anyone who's yep. going through discouragement um, right now. Easter egg. Yeah. Yeah, Easter it's egg. time for <clears> – <throat> Sorry. And it's a long one. So it's yeah. a good Easter egg. I know. Egg. It's a really good Easter egg. <laughs> so this one, uh, you just have to comment and say, Vince is great at cutting hair. So just find a YouTube <laughs> because video. Because he really is. <laughs> yeah, so pick a YouTube video, Dan. Which, which video should they find so they can comment that? Um – I want to say our newest one, but it's not it's out. It's not yet. out yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, the recent Q and A, not Mortal Venial Sin. I think we already did an Easter egg on that one, right? Probably. What was the other one? It yeah. was. Um, wasn't Mortal Venial Sin? Oh, I can't remember. Man, um, we should. I should remember my own videos. Yeah, we should be better at <laughs> our Easter eggs. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. How about uh, Anthony's old one? Because this is the same topic. Be patient and persevere. Oh, wow. The old tennis vlog? The old perfect. tennis wow. vlog that Anthony You were probably piloted. not meant to remember your own video because this that <laughs> theme tonight relates perfectly Be to patient, that. Be patient and persevere. <laughs> we got a video out. Uh, and That was our second. JMJ. No, that was our third, third video, video ever uh, on JMJ Missions. It was more vlog style. And uh, that was a lot of fun to make that. You did a good yeah. job with that, Rock, and Ant did a good job with yeah. that, too. All right, so comment, Vince is great at cutting. Right? Vince is, is great at cutting hair on the tennis vlog. Be yeah. patient and persevere. And we will give yep. you, like, I'll, okay, so Anthony always offers prayers. Yeah. I'm going to pray, too, and I know right. Rock will, too, because, like, this is a long this is podcast. A, yeah, so if you comment that, you get, like, five rosaries. You're, you're amazing. Yeah. If you comment that, yeah. you're amazing, and, and, and the, the Lord keep you and bless you. Yeah, and Let his <laughs> face shine upon you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to all of our listeners tonight. Uh, we appreciate you you tuning in. Uh, thanks, guys. Thank you, Vince, for being here. My for pleasure. Time Thank out you guys again for having to me. To share so, your story of inspiration. And okay. before you're done, guys, if you want to check out Vince's work, his haircut, like this, the oh, yeah. amazing haircuts that he does, the ones that lead to me getting hit on, look at his <laughs> – Vince, what are your Instagrams called? So I have uh, – so my barber Instagram is Vinny. Oh, wait, I'm already drawing a blank. It's, I believe it's Vinny the Barber underscore 856 or Vinny underscore the Barber 856. Okay. Um, I believe Dan's pulling it up now. I'm pulling it up right now. Right. Yeah, What's I your can't website? Remember right. top of your Vinny, Vinny underscore Barber 856. Eight, there we go. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Vinny your website, Vince? My website is VinceAnthonyHairStudio.com. Yep. Nice. And there you can check out my, my work. Uh, I have an online booking system. You can access that on that website. And highly, then, highly recommend. Uh, anybody who wants to come check me out, I would greatly appreciate it. Also, one other thing I would like to say. So for this podcast, we didn't know how we were going to do it because we were almost out of space on our SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. And we just found out that we had to buy more. And as you guys know, like we're brand new ministry, kind of. And a lot <laughs> of the stuff that we do is self-funded. So none of us were exactly looking forward to putting out this extra expense, but we've received a gift. Someone out of the goodness of their heart has given us a gift and through the GoFundMe, 
I believe. Uh, no, it was actually a, a you can you can mail stuff to us. Oh, okay, okay, um, right. You can you can mail us. You can you can if you want to help us out. Um, by the way, um, it's in our operating agreement. None of the money that we get that doesn't come from our work. So like, um, none of the money the that, that, talk. That, that that yeah, unless the mission talk, whatever. None of the money that is given to us as a gift, just a free gift for kind of any random reason, for no reason, um, just to help us out. None of it goes to us. Not, Doesn't go to not our one dime goes to our pockets. Yeah. It all goes to expenses to help right. evangelize. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. if you, if you want to give more to help us out, so we can buy more equipment, so we can do more podcasts, things like that, you can go to our GoFundMe. So just go to GoFundMe.com and type JMJ Missions. It's kind of anything that we do is always JMJ Missions, and we're on a lot of platforms. We're on TikTok now, so <laughs> so so renegade your way over to there and and, and follow <laughs> right. us on TikTok. So I don't think there's any platform we're not on except for yeah, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, yeah, obviously TikTok. And the and the the main way for information, if if you want more information on that, is go to our website, jmjmissions.com. There we go. Yep, good. And for more uh, content that you could view, obviously you could go on YouTube. Just type in JMJ Missions. We have some cool videos up there, and. Uh, guess we'll be wrapping it up for tonight thank you guys again thank you to everyone tuning in and we'll just end by by saying a prayer okay All right in the name of the father, father and the son, son of the holy, holy spirit. spirit amen 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 lord thank you again for bringing all of us here uh tonight um thank you for our conversations for blessing our conversations blessing our friendships uh we pray that um that one soul or many souls whatever it is your will will be deeply impacted and inspired by all we had to say tonight based off of our own experiences in our lives and Vincent's experience in, in his life as well. So thank you for everything. Thank you for our friendships and for the gift of our ministry. Uh, we pray that we may uh, continue to do more work uh, for your glory uh, through JMJ Missions. Amen. 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 And may the Father and God, the Son and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. 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 God bless. Oh, 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 oh,